This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. I have to admit, I'm pretty puzzled by this next story. Recycle BC says it wants to raise the alarm over what people are putting in their recycling. No, not, you know, plastic in the paper section or broken glass or something like that. No, not those kinds of contaminants. This is something very different. We're talking about explosives and hazardous material. Yeah, that's what's being put into recycling. Apparently, it's happening more and more. They've just held a press conference about it. Let's chat with Dave Lefebvre, the Recycle BC Director of Public Affairs. Hello, Dave. Hey, Sydney. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. So this, this seems like a very bizarre message. What's been going on? So what we're doing today is we're really trying to sound the alarm with the residents in British Columbia in regards to hazardous materials being placed in the residential recycling stream, so the packaging and paper products, the blue bins that most people have. Uh, And I'm actually at a recycling facility right now. I'm at the facility that accepts the majority of Vancouver's recycling. And what we're finding is that over the last five years, the incidence of hazardous materials in the recycling stream has actually increased 47%. We're at a point now when when we look specifically at the loads of the containers that we collect, two-thirds of those loads have the presence of hazardous materials in them. And it's a real concern for us, especially when we think about the people who are working on the back end, the people who are processing these materials. There are people that are residents that are putting propane tanks, they're putting butane tanks, they're putting sharps like needles, uh, bear spray, any number of materials that can be jostled, that can be run over. Uh, It's a real danger. It can cause explosions and can cause fires. So what is the way around? Like, I know this is the education aspect of this, but do recycling companies, when they're picking this material up, can they see that in the bin? Can they leave it behind, slap a sticker on that and say, we're not taking this? It's a great question. And the reality is that it depends. So if you place it in a blue box, recycling moves very quickly. If somebody who is collecting that blue box happens to see that there's a hazardous material in it, they'll leave that blue box behind and they'll leave a sticker on it. And I apologize if you can hear some of those materials being dumped right now. Um, If they don't, though, they'll grab that blue box and throw it in the back of the truck. Then the truck will jostle all of that material. It'll eventually dump it onto a concrete floor. A big front loader will possibly run over those materials or push them up into a pile. There are a number of different instances where something like a propane tank can explode and cause really significant issues. It can cause injuries. And we've seen across North America just last year, there was a 26% increase in the number of fires. And we saw three deaths and 13 injuries. So it's a very serious problem. All right. So then run through the list here for me then, Dave. What, What kind of hazardous materials are we talking about? So, and I will run through a few examples, but I really want people to think before they recycle because the examples that I give is not an all-encompassing list, but certainly obvious ones are propane tanks, whether it's camping tanks or whether it's real barbecue propane tanks. Yes, we see those in our recycling system sometimes. Um, We also see batteries. So a lot of people probably don't realize that all batteries are a challenge in the recycling system. Uh, in the paper and packaging recycling system, I should say. There are ways to recycle batteries, and you can go to the Recycling Council of BC, and they will help you figure out where to recycle those things. One of the things that's really challenging right now is lithium-ion batteries. So the batteries that you find in a laptop or in a cell phone, those can explode, and because we're dealing with so much paper, 
it can ignite the paper and cause very significant fires. We actually had an instance earlier this year where they found 58 rounds of live ammunition in the recycling system. 58 rounds of live ammunition that what people were cleaning out their desk and just threw that in the recycling? Lord only knows. Yeah. (laughs) That is unreal. So what happens with something like that? Like, do you have to stop everything and, and deal with that situation? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest challenge is if you don't see it. If they do see it, they pick it out. But the reality is that it moves fast. This is equipment that weighs a lot. It jostles a lot of these materials. And and when you think about the volume of material that we collect, a lot of these hazardous materials are hiding in there and they're not able to find them. That's why we're talking to residents today and trying to impress upon them the importance of not putting those things in their recycling. We actually had an incident earlier this month in Surrey where one of our facilities, a loader, ran over a can of bear spray. And Ooh. that bear spray exploded and sent a number of people to hospital. It's very serious. Yeah, that sounds like... Was that kind of the reason why... Th- that that prompt the press conference then where you thought, okay, enough is enough? You know, the truth is, we've been planning this for a little while. That happened after we started planning this. We knew that there was a challenge here. We've actually had seven fires at receiving facilities in the last uh, six months here in British Columbia alone. Now, all of these facilities have trained teams that jump into action. If they see some materials that are smoldering, they will go and they will extinguish them as quickly as possible. But sometimes these fires get out of control. There was a facility that burned down in northern British Columbia earlier this year. They don't know the cause of it, but it gives you an example of how dangerous it can be. You have a lot of paper, a lot of oxygen. And there's a huge opportunity for something bad to happen. All right. So then you're asking people to be aware. But if that doesn't work, then, Dave, what is the next step here? Like, can you find people for putting this stuff in there? I mean, these are dangerous items. I mean, I think the biggest challenge here is that we're dealing with so much material. It's very difficult to trace back where this material comes from. Certainly, if people are putting them in their blue box and we notice that it's in the blue box, we will tag that blue box and we will collect those materials. But really, we just need people to use their common sense. At the end of the day, you would not take a propane tank and throw it on the ground. You would not necessarily take uh, a pack of needles and just throw them wherever you wanted to. We're asking people to use their common sense if they think it's potentially hazardous to not uh, use uh, those materials in the recycling stream. And I'm sure you can hear how loud it is here. That gives you an indication of just how heavy the equipment is, how much material is being moved. And that is some crazy stuff. All right, we'll put the word out as well. Dave, thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for covering this, Simi. Uh, no problem. That's Dave LeFave, the Recycle BC Director of Public Affairs. Can you believe those stories? Like, I had no idea. People putting batteries in their recycling. People Who puts a propane tank in recycling? Come on, people. Who does that? Who puts their camping little butane uh, little tanks things into recycling? Come on. That doesn't belong in recycling. It's like Dave said, use your common sense. It doesn't belong there. Lithium ion batteries. And the person who put 58 rounds of live ammunition in recycling, give your head a shake, people. What is the matter with you?